Today we're talking about a subject that uh, has not been really popular for many of you. You probably have not heard much about it, or if you've heard about it, uh, you're really not sure what it all entails. It's all about private capital, the private market. And I have a special guest to help us with this subject today. So you're going to learn about investing in private companies versus what you're used to at the bank or etc. So stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to do so by being an agent of transformation for His kingdom's purposes in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bol Kere, your host, and um, in today's episode, we are going to talk about the private capital, the private market. Uh, maybe I'm even saying this wrong, but our special guest will help us. And you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or thrive1110.ca, that's thrive1110.ca, and you can also catch up on Thrive 1110 by going on your favorite uh, podcast outlet like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. So this show is brought to you by Bold Care Financial, helping Christian entrepreneurs and professionals discern and take their next right step so you can avoid costly mistakes and be prepared for your approaching life transitions. So without further ado, let me introduce you to our guest for today who's going to help us with this very uh, 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 special subject of private market, private capital. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dale. Dale Rabi, welcome. Thank you, Bold. It's a pleasure to be here today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Sorry with the voice there. But I'm really glad that you really uh, took the time to, to be with us today, Dale, because this This is a subject, especially in the times where we're going in, um, that uh, is of importance for people's portfolios, for people's investments, for people's retirement, savings, etc., all you want. And uh, before we dive into the subject, Dale, do you mind telling us a bit about you, what you do? I work in the private capital markets. I am licensed through a dealer called Rethink and Diversify Securities, R&D for short, mm-hmm. and I'm um, We are licensed through the Canadian Securities Commission, very similar to what you would find with a stockbroker, but that's where the similarities end. Mm. We sell stock. We call it units. We don't use the word stock, mm-hmm. but it's done in the private market method. Mm-hmm. It's not on the publicly traded stock markets, mm-hmm. TSX uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, we invest, allow clients to invest directly into Canadian corporations. Mm. Okay. So so uh that leads us to uh to 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 dive right into the world of investment deal. So when people invest they have a variety of options right now. They typically would go to their bank and an advisor there would put them into some sorts of mutual funds or something like that. And uh and that's all most people know about investing. But then today we're talking about this subject of private capital. Uh can you tell us what that really is so that people have clarity on what private capital 
is the private capital market. What, what is that really? Well, probably you and I, for most of our lives, mm -hmm. we went to the bank and we bought a mutual fund or a segregated fund. Mm -hmm. We're not speaking ill of any of those funds today uh, because that's what we've all done all of our lives. Mm -hmm. All of those funds, however, are a basket of publicly traded stocks. Mm -hmm. So inside that basket, you're going to have some things from emerging markets in, in Europe or in Asia. Um, you'll have uh, small cap, uh, large cap, uh, USA, Canadian, and all of your money is invested all the time in a stock. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I don't trade those stocks individually. They are in a basket. Mm -hmm. But when we have a correction in the market, that basket loses value. Mm -hmm. The unique difference between purchasing an investment directly with a Canadian corporation that is not publicly traded means that that stock is not at the whim of emotion, of war, of politics, that sort of thing that uh, causes us to check our portfolios at the end of every day to mm. see um, if the markets were up or down. Mm. So basically, from what you're saying, Dale, <clears throat> you mentioned uh, mutual funds um, that people are used to through their banks, etc. You mentioned another type of investments, very similar to mutual funds, except it's from insurance companies, segregated funds. And in this instance, uh, you gave us a sense that private capital market is uh, investing in privately owned corporations that are not really subject to the ups and downs, the moods of the financial markets, the stock markets, etc. Is that correct or did I? That's 100% correct. Mm -hmm. One of the examples that mm -hmm. we could look at mm -hmm. would be in the great crash of 2008, mm -hmm. there was uh, uh, a, a huge amount of capital that was lost in the public markets. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I like to invest in mm -hmm. is called a REIT, a real estate investment trust. Mm -hmm. Well, there are and there were REITs traded publicly on the markets. Well, when the markets crashed, mm -hmm. lost 40% of their value or whatever that number was at the time, mm -hmm. those real estate stocks mm -hmm. went down mm -hmm. in correlation with the market. Mm -hmm. But, Bull, do you know what happened to the apartment building that the people were living in? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. People kept paying their rent. The value of the building was stable. Mm -hmm. If you had owned that stock mm. in a real estate investment trust, mm. if you had owned it privately, mm. your distributions would have continued to come in. Mm. The valuation of the stock, or in, in our, our world, we call them units, mm. um, the value of the unit mm. may have continued to go up a little bit mm. during that period of time, and we would not have lost our money. Mm. That's the fundamental difference between mm. uh, private and public. That's a really key example. On one hand, during the crisis, we have the, the same type of investment, but owned uh, by public companies and, and subject to what's going on in the market. And on the other hand, we have uh, REITs, so <clears throat> real estate investment trusts, uh, privately owned that are not being impacted by what's going on in the market because People still need a place to live and they are still paying their rent, etc., like you explained. So 
My question is why? Why are people not more aware of this? Like, is there a reason why, uh, let's say you go to your bank or uh, to your traditional advisor, you're not really made aware of these types of investment opportunities that kind of uh, shield you a bit from the from the the swings of the market. We're blessed in Canada to have some of the world's best banks. Mm. Uh, they make wonderful profits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they report these incredible mm. profits every quarter. Mm. Um, the banks are very much tied into those public markets. Mm-hmm. They're not offering these private options to you and I as individual Canadians. And in fact, the private market is relatively new mm-hmm. to the, can I call us retail clients, the average, you know, mm-hmm. um, work a day, uh, putting some money into RSPs, mm-hmm. paying off our home. Uh, we, we we are the retail clients. Mm. So this market hasn't always been available to us, the retail clients. It's certainly always been available to the ultra wealthy, mm. but only in the last decade or so has it become more and more popular mm. for you and me. Mm-hmm. The examples, however, mm. that you and I are familiar with, and we always have to be careful not to uh, reference specifically something like the Canada Pension Plan or um, the HOOP um, pensions or OMERS for the nurses. We have to be, always be careful to disclaim that we're, we're not speaking for them or giving examples of precisely what they do. And we don't have an affiliation with them. Mm-hmm. But what we can look at is their behavior, their patterns. And over the last number of years, Mm. all of these public pension companies Mm. have continuously increased their holdings in what you and I are talking about today, Mm. the private markets. Mm. So where, where the management of the money counts, where the stakes are high, we're noticing that more and more of these pension funds uh, with all the disclaimers and everything, are investing more and more into these private uh, uh, capital, these private companies that we're talking about. That's that's really telling. Uh, you know, um, I often uh, use it jokingly how uh, one of the big pension funds uh, a number of years ago bought the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, uh, MLSE. Now, it's now owned by, I believe, by Bell and Rogers, so uh, back into the hands of big public corporations. Mm. But, Bold, you and I can't buy shares in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. Maybe we wouldn't want to, being mm. Ottawa Senators fans, <laughs> but, you know, uh, it would be a pretty good investment. Mm. And uh, so that's a perfect example mm. of a private capital investment. Mm. Now, uh, we don't offer shares or stock in in uh, in sports teams Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. such, we are certainly much more conservative Mm -hmm. in the things that we offer. And um, we do a lot of real estate and I love the aspect of real estate trusts or or other investments that are underpinned Mm -hmm. by hard assets, Mm -hmm. because that gives us a sense of security Mm -hmm. when we're sleeping at night, knowing that those assets are going to be there in the morning when we wake up. Can you you talk about real estate trust? Can you just tell us a bit more about these types of uh, private investments and maybe give us some examples of why you think these real estate 
trust, these private real estate trusts are, are, are good. Well, owning real estate in Canada has just been an absolute blessing for everyone who's able mm. to get into the housing market. Mm. Um, there are so many different things I could speak about uh, right now in terms of real estate. The uh, individual homes, yours and mine, have certainly in the capital region and particularly a little bit more so maybe in, in Toronto and Vancouver, mm-hmm. we've seen a slight softening mm-hmm. in the prices in 2022. Mm-hmm. What has been very interesting is that the apartment buildings mm-hmm. have not seen the same softening mm-hmm. of value. Mm-hmm. When you and I invest directly into a private uh, real estate company, mm-hmm. we're often advantaged mm-hmm. with our tax structure. If I could uh, take a moment just just to explain that. Sure. Um, When we earn income Mm -hmm. from our paycheck, we pay taxes at the highest rate of Mm -hmm. the dollars that we earn. Mm -hmm. When we invest privately, Mm -hmm. we have an opportunity to receive a distribution back from that uh, real estate investment trust um, in the form of a return of capital. Mm. What that means is mm. that the distributions we receive are not taxed in our hand mm. at the time of receiving them. In fact, they're not taxed today at all in our hand. They are only taxed when we sell that investment and we realize the gain. Mm. And then, of course, it's taxed as a capital gain. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a lot more credentials than I do, and you can explain to our <laughs> listeners what the difference is between capital gains and the standard income tax mm-hmm. rates. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, if our listeners don't know, ask mm-hmm. your accountant, mm-hmm. and he or she will be glad to explain to you how a return of capital mm-hmm. is beneficial mm-hmm. inside your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm hearing, Dale, is that within these private investments – uh, like REITs, it is possible to have it structured in a way that is beneficial for our taxes. Uh, options that may not be available if you invested publicly or, or anything like that. And we're not talking about uh, TFSAs necessarily or RSPs, but it it brings me to that. Now, if somebody is listening and asking, well, can I invest... Um, okay, now that this is becoming more and more accessible to retail clients, can I, can I invest in these private investments uh, using my TFSA or using my RSPs? Is that accessible? How, how do people do that? Absolutely it is. Mm. And it's a relatively simple process. Mm. Um, if you're sitting with your... Um, TFSA at one of the big banks or maybe at one of the big insurance companies. Mm. Um, Have a look at your statement. How did 2022 turn out for you? Mm. Would, oh, and I love to use this expression, beautifully boring. Mm. Would something beautifully boring Mm. be beneficial to you inside your tax-free account? Mm. We're never going to have the... um, Oh, the gambling results, those huge, huge gains that you might get if you Mm. bought the right stock Mm. inside your tax-free account. 
But if you could go to sleep at night knowing that you're getting 8, 10, 12% in what might be a fixed return, or it might be a distribution plus some growth on the investment itself. And if you knew that that was inside of your RSP or your tax-free account, would you sleep better? The answer is probably yes. Mm -hmm. And 100% bold, we do that every day. Mm -hmm. It's a simple matter of taking your current portfolio that you have at the bank, Mm -hmm. transferring some Mm -hmm. or all, Mm -hmm. depending on the client and whether or not it's suitable for that client Mm -hmm. to do so. Uh, But transfer it over to uh, a trust company that we work with, Mm -hmm. place the funds into the real estate trust or any of the other uh, myriad of investments that we have. and watch them grow inside of your TFSA or your RSP. So it is accessible. It is possible to invest, to have access to these types of quality private investments through TFSA, RSP. And uh, I'm assuming also uh, for corporations, like can corporate money be invested? If I have a, a corporation and I have money sitting in my corporation, can I invest the corporation money inside of those private investments absolutely and we do a lot of it Mm. Um, we always work through the the tax implications we ask the owner of the corporation to get uh, professional tax advice to make sure that we are doing the right thing Mm. but many many corporations are investing through us Um, medical doctors who have their own um, uh, medical holding company Mm. um uh, small business owners uh, have a holding company for uh, uh, that they do their investments through. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of family trusts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and just so if you're listening in and, and you just heard like family trust or medical corporations, you don't have to have these to be able to have access. Dale was just giving examples, of course, because I asked the question about corporations being able to invest in the private capital markets. But if you are, uh, if you don't have a corporation, you're self-employed or you're just an employee and you have TFSAs, RSPs, or you've maxed out these accounts, whatever, um, if you want to explore the possibility, just contact, just reach out, and uh, Dale will be able to see with you what's possible for you in your specific case. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, Dale. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and continue the conversation with Dale about private capital market. This show is brought to you by Bold Care Financial. Helping you, Christian entrepreneurs and professionals, discern and take the next right step with your money and business so you can uncover your blind spots, avoid costly mistakes, and move forward with clarity, being prepared for your approaching goals and life transitions. So welcome back. Um, We are with our guest, Dale Arabi, and we're talking about private capital markets. And uh, Dale gave us uh, quite a good insight uh, about what this is and how people can invest into it. Now, Dale, a question that I have is, is this more risky somehow? I know you said that um, um, it is not exposed to necessarily to the volatility that we see in the stock markets, etc. But is there more risk if I put money in something private? Uh, 
is my money protected somehow what type of risks am i taking there the risks really are relative in large part to the investment that we place the funds into you and i were uh, talking off air earlier this afternoon about one of the companies that uh, one of my favorites um Currently, they sit on about a billion dollars worth of real estate. Mm-hmm. They owe less than 47, 48%. Uh, so loan to value. So think about your home, how much it's worth and how much you owe mm-hmm. as a percentage. Um, those apartments are all full of renting people. They are all mature buildings that don't require a backhoe or a bulldozer, or uh, (laughs) building permits to build. Mm. So one would look at that and say, that's not terribly risky. Mm. However, there are more kinds of risks than just, will I get my money back? Mm. And a couple of those risks are time Mm. and liquidity. And so we would be very, very remiss if we didn't tell our listeners that in the private markets, mm. we are not nearly as liquid mm. as you are in the public markets. So as you know, you can set up a direct trading account and mm. sit in your basement and literally you could lose all your money overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government won't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good thing because you might be in your pajamas. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we are able to do that mm-hmm. with the public markets. And if we didn't like the stock that we're invested in, we can hit the sell button mm-hmm. and maybe we lose some money. Mm-hmm. If you put money into a private corporation, the purpose mm-hmm. of that money is to help them grow. Mm. And they're going to look for that to be sticky money. Mm. So we love putting TFSA money or RSP money uh, into these kinds of accounts because I can tell the the client when we sit and we have a conversation around uh, how old you are and how long you're going to work and, you know, is a five-year term too long for you? Oh, goodness, no, you're working for another 12 years. Mm. And so we we have no uh, no qualms, no stress about putting uh, money into a fund that might ask us to leave it there for five years. Mm. But liquidity and time mm. are risks because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Mm. You don't uh, know if you might need the money out. Now, we do have facilities to do that, mm. but it's not quite the same process as just pushing sell mm. on a stock that you've got in your trading account. Mm. So those are risk factors, time, liquidity, um, and we have to account for that. So Mm. is it less risky? Maybe less risky in terms of losing our money. Mm. Maybe it's more risky in terms of time. Mm. And uh, meaning, in other words, if you want to invest in the private capital market, being aware of 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 the time and the timing and when you'll need the money how much that's important and these are part of the conversations that you have with people when you sit down with them and assess uh, what can be done for them right we we really are careful um, when a client comes to me, uh, clients will often say to me, uh, you, you meet uh, at the hockey game or uh, at a restaurant and people will say, so what's the best investment today? Mm. And I honestly look at them and say, I have no idea mm. what's best 
for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a cup of coffee, have a conversation to see what you currently have. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What's your timeline? then we can figure out what might be best for you. All right. Now, Dale, we're going to our section, Let's Get Practical. We have a few minutes left, and um, and then uh, we will conclude. So let's get practical. Bold. Let's get practical. Now, for people listening, Dale, uh, obviously, there's so much we can cover with this subject, and we don't have time to cover it all in this episode. But if they want to get in touch with you because they have questions, they want to know more about this, they want to know if it fits them, if it fits their investment tr- strategy, etc., how do they get in touch with you? I'm happy to give out my telephone number directly today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at 613-558-0394. It's a direct line. Happy to take your calls. I would encourage uh, your listeners today to reach out to you. I mean, you are the uh, professional financial advisor who is uh, uh, managing many uh, clients currently. And um, to have that screen through your eyes first would be a, a wonderful thing. So your your listeners probably have all of your contact information probably on the CH, CHRI website. Mm-hmm. My website is dalerabbyfinancial.ca. You can reach me there as well. But I encourage our listeners to, to come to you first and, and have a conversation. <laughs> um, we have developed over the last, well, we've known each other for, what, three years now. Yeah. We've developed a very strong trust relationship and uh, – uh, I, I love it when the clients talk to you first. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. You're very kind. But please repeat the phone number and the website again to get in touch with you. Yeah, 613-558-0394 and ca. Perfect. So go ahead, do it. You can do it. It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it do it. Get in touch with Dale. And if you have questions of some sorts, larger than the investment side of things, you can get in touch with uh, with me through thrive1110.ca or bolt at thrive1110.com. And uh, we will be sure to guide you and, um, and uh, help you the best way we can. Folks, we're getting towards the end of our show today. And uh, Dale, I'm so happy that you've been here to talk about private capital markets, what it is, and you've helped us a lot to kind of demystify what that is. And I think a big takeaway for myself and people listening probably is that this is something that is accessible. This is something that is not exposed to the moods of the financial markets. And uh, actually, even in downturns in the financial market, it can be a great opportunity to invest in these. We don't know what's coming in the next few months or years in the financial market. That's another risk to assess. But uh, get in touch with Dale, get in touch with me, and we'll be sure to guide you the best way possible for your best interest. You've been listening to Thrive 1110 and I'm Bol Kerry, your host. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.